Blog Talk Radio. Tuning in once again, it is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is time for the best two hours of your sports week, broadcasting live over the airwaves of Blog Talk Radio. You are locked in to the place where sports opinions collide, Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. The phone number to call in and be a part of tonight's show, 646-478-0356. Again, 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show, be a part of the show, participate in tonight's discussion. Uh, a couple of ways you can do that: you can log into our chat room. Our chat room is always open and it's always interactive. Create a profile for yourself and join the discussion tonight. Or you can log in as a guest and watch the chatter go back and forth. Uh, if you're on Twitter, hit us up on Twitter at Dead End Sports. Uh, you can also follow us individually. You can follow B at BZ430. Uh, you can also follow me at 12Kyle, the number 12KYLE. You can follow FIFO at FIFO247. And you can follow Ken at KBINGE. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, like our page. Become a fan of our page. Uh, also, another way that you can keep up with us, we're on YouTube. We have some of the best videos that you want to check out. Do yourself a favor if you haven't done so already. Go to YouTube, youtube.com backslash dead end sports. Watch our videos. Not just watch our videos, but subscribe to our channel as well. And leave any feedback that you would like in the comment section on any of the videos. And I promise you. We will respond. <laughs> you can also check us out if you miss any parts of tonight's show. You can always check out our archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash sports. You can also check it out on Stitcher if you have an Android or iPhone. Download the Stitcher application, uh, upload Dead End Sports, and listen for free at your leisure at home or on the go. Uh, you can also check us out on iTunes. If you have an iTunes, subscribe there. Uh, also, we're now on SoundCloud. So, you can also check us out. If you have SoundCloud, go to SoundCloud. Check us out right there as well. And we're also posting our shows on YouTube as well. So a lot of ways you can keep up with the fellas. Uh, we got a lot of sports to talk about, to be honest. Two hours is really not enough. Um, a lot of stuff going on, man. We got the NFL schedule that just dropped about an hour ago. Um we got NBA playoffs to talk about. We got Floyd Money Mayweather to talk about. We got uh, Major League Baseball to talk about. 
so many things, so little time. Hell, we can get some NHL playoff, hockey playoff in here if you want. Uh, hit us up, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Of course, I will not be doing tonight's show alone. I will be joined by my partners in crime. Let's bring them up. First up, the Batman, the beat maker of the crew, hailing from the Motor City. My man, Beezy. Beezy, what up, though? What up, though? What's good, Kyle? Chilling, man. Chilling. What's up with you? Nothing. Watching these playoffs, these playoff games. You know what I mean? We're chilling, relaxing. Hey, now before we before we move on, hey, you got something big popping off in the A, man. Go ahead and tell the folks what you got going on this coming Saturday. Oh yeah, man! I'm gonna be a part of the Jay Dilla beat battle uh, this Saturday at Al Five. So if you in the Atlanta area and you're listening, uh, come check me out. You know what I mean? Uh, eight eight producers, three rounds, head to head. Uh, it should be fun. It should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Yeah, I think that you know the dead end crew gonna be there. My sister gonna be there. A few other folks gonna be there. Chilling, they support and everything. It, it should be cool. It should be fun, man. Uh, performance no by doubt. Planet Asia. Oh. He's he's gonna perform. Um, okay. They say special special guests. I I, I have a feeling Five Dog might be there. I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be cool, man. It's gonna be fun. No doubt, no doubt. So if you're in the A, man, support the homie BZ, man. Come out, check him out. What time does it get started on Saturday? Uh, doors open at nine. Get started at ten p.m. Nine, ten p.m. So there there you have it. So if you're in the A. Come check it out. Come holler at the Dead End Crew, man. We definitely gonna be in the building. Uh, next up, the Batman. Uh, we call him the Captain. Our boy Ken. Ken, what up? Hey, what's good, Kyle? What's good, B? Chilling, man. What's up with you? Nothing, man. Just, just what's going there, on? Uh, watching, watching some of the playoffs. Flicking uh, back and forth uh, between um, Cleveland, Boston, and. The Wizards and, and the Raptors, uh, both are, are, you know, interesting games coming down the stretch. You know, the funny thing is uh, Cleveland was actually about to blow that game wide open. I thought and, they uh, were. And the, well, the Rail kind of ruined their momentum when he when they called the, the um, offensive foul on Moskov at the top on the screen. And, uh, you know, the game kind of, kind of settled down uh, from there. And uh, now, you know, they they back into it. So we'll, we'll see what happens um, from here. But they're, they're scrapping, man. But I, I think, honestly, well, well, we'll talk about it later. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's what I'm doing, man, just kind of kicking it. Um, you know, kicking around the house, man, just keeping up to date with what's going on. No doubt, no doubt. The phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. I'm assuming FIFO's on the way. <laughs> I don't see him in the queue just yet. But uh, FIFO is on the way, so hit us up, 646-478-0356. Like I said, man, a lot of stuff to talk about. To be honest, man, it is not a, we really don't have two hours. We're going to get it in tonight. Um, like, as I mentioned at the top, NBA playoffs. Uh, let's start right there, man. NBA playoffs. Um, last night, man, the Pelicans, the number eight seed going up against the number one seed, the best team, the team who had the best record, in the entire NBA, uh, the Golden State Warriors, uh, the Pelicans, man, all the way through the midway through the fourth quarter, it it, it looked like they were going to pull it out, uh, but they ended up losing uh, to Golden State. Uh, 
And I'll, I'll start first with you, Cam. Man, what did you take away from that game as far as what New Orleans? Or did they? Do you feel like they they kind of blew blew that game away? Um, you know, I think it's just experience. You know, um, Anthony Davis didn't have a, a great game in the second half. Um, he he was looking for a lot of calls on, on drives to the basket that in the regular season he probably would have gotten. You know, in the playoffs, it's a little bit different. And I saw a, a similar thing in the first game where it, it's kind of taken them, you know, a minute or two to kind of adjust to the way the game is called, um, how intense every possession, you know, is. So, um, and I think that that kind of ultimately, uh, you know, I, I think that made an impact on him because he's looking for calls and he's not getting it. You know, he's, he's feeling that he's fouled. So, um, you know, he has to kind of adjust his mental mindset to kind of uh, to be able to, you know, really be there for his team. Yeah, he was great in the first game in the fourth quarter, but that game was over, you know. <laughs> Let's just be real. Right. This this game, this was a game where it counted, and, you know, he really could have really made a, a, a name for himself, a pro, more of a bigger name for himself by having, you know, that type of, uh, you know, performance again in the playoffs in a game that counted. But, but right. overall, man, I mean, I, I think the Pelicans, man, if they, if they continue on this pace, you know, Drew Holiday was hurt, I think they'll be able to compete. But that's the Pelicans. I think more impressively were the Golden State Warriors. And what I picked up from the game last night was their energy, their enthusiasm. They were, they were every time they made a play, they, they were yelling and screaming, and they were really, really pumped up. And to me, it looked show that they're really, really locked in and focused on trying not just to win this series, but to win an actual championship. And they had some bad shooting nights. Uh, you know, a lot of shots didn't really fall here and there, but down the stretch, their experience helped them out. You know, losing to the Spurs, you know, helped them out because they were able to show some resolve and stay focused and make the plays that counted, whereas the Pel- Pelicans, they were not able to do that and and so you know I think it's a really really good series it's good to watch Anthony Davis kind of grow up in the playoffs right you know in front of our eyes but unfortunately he right. just they just don't have the talent to really compete with uh you know with Golden State just yet oh no doubt no doubt I, I agree I echo a lot of what you just said what about you B what what was your take from last night's game man uh the Pelicans came close but no cigar yeah, I mean, I, you know, just like Ken said, and this is this is the reason why I like that Anthony Davis is in the playoffs because he gets to experience this, he gets to know know what it takes to really close out and finish teams when you when you you know when you playing them real tight, got that lead, you know. And I think it's, this is just a learning curve for him. I think him learning like, okay, we know, you know, we when we got teams kind of almost in the chokehold, we can't let loose. We gotta we gotta keep at it and keep and keep playing with the same intensity we play in the you know first three quarters. But, you know, I just think it's just a learning experience. I mean, yeah, they just so happen to be going against, you know, one of the, the – not one of the best team in the, in the Western Conference this season and go to State Warriors. And, you know, it's just a learning experience. I mean, I think, I think as a team, not just Anthony Davis, but as a team, right. you know, team as a whole, as a, you know, the rest of the guys, not just Anthony Davis, any coaching experience, just everything is just a learning curve for, you know, the Pelicans, just the, you know, the young guy, you know, this young group of guys. To know that when this when they when they have that chance, you cannot let up, especially in the playoffs. You can probably get away with it in the regular season, but you know when it's playoff time, when that when that second season kicks in, 
you got you have to go full blast, or you or, or you end up catching L's just like that. So just a good learning curve, man, for for Anthony Davis and the crew. Oh, I agree, man. I think it's uh, I think it, it 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 it's it's the growing pains. <laughs> you know, there's I don't care how great you are as a player. It, it almost at least from from the time we've been watching basketball over our lifetime. It seems like, you know, everybody kind of has those growing pains. You you, you kind of stumble mm-hmm. a little bit. It's almost like a child walking, learning how to walk. You stumble a little bit. You taste a little early success. And, um, you know, first and foremost, I mean, it's great for the Pelicans to even make it into the playoffs because, let's just, let's face it, I mean, the West is, is top to bottom is loaded. You stick that Pelicans team in the East, and, and they're a problem. You know what I mean? So I think really just to make it this far is, is, is something in and of itself. And I, I could kind of tell you, you could see the growth between um, the first game and the second game. Uh, you know, first game, they, were, they, they seemed to be a little timid. You know, they were missing early. They missed a lot of shots early that they probably normally make. Um, but that wasn't the case last night. If, if you, and if anybody watched the game, you know, first quarter, they're right there. And really for a team that young that doesn't have any type of playoff experience, the longer they hang around in a game, the more interesting it becomes to them because they, it gets they they kind of step down from the fact of oh snap we're in a playoff game and they just kind of relax on the mindset of hey we're just playing basketball this is what we've been doing all of our lives this is what we've been doing all season let's just play ball and have fun and 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 they they kind of live in that moment I think um, you know could I see them getting a win I don't think they're going to get a win. You know, back on, I think it's going to be a sweep. But I would not be surprised to see them get game three uh, just based off of how well they played and shot the ball and executed. Uh, you know, they kind of faltered a little bit down the stretch. But um, for the most part, man, three-plus quarters, they were, you know, they were right there. And even when Golden State made their run, uh, I think you got to give it – you got to tip your hat to Anthony Davis and, um, you know, how he, he, he stepped his game up and everybody else. And, and Tyreek Evans played big last night as well, you know, being hurt and everything too. So I think I think it's 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 a good set of growing pains for those guys, and I think they are going to benefit from it, especially as we move forward. Um, now on the flip side, uh, Cleveland, um, and they're in a battle, where at least last I checked, they were in a battle, in a battle with... Um, still a battle. <laughs> with the <laughs> Celtics. Celtics won't go away, man. Right, and they're not I going away. That guy, man, that that kid can play. That kid can play. I'm looking at it right now. I've, it looks like the Cavs are up by three with six to go in the fourth. Um, right there, man. Uh, how would you assess, uh, B, how would you assess uh, uh, much was made, and we talked about it amongst ourselves, and we actually you know, did a video and whatnot about the Cavs' inexperience uh, as far as playoffs, more in particular, uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Um, what do you think about what they've done, not just in the first game, but also tonight thus far uh, through two games, two uh, NBA playoff games? Uh, it's still early to tell because, I mean, let's face it, the Cavaliers are you know, much of a superior team over the Boston Celtics. I mean, we kind of pretty much know they're going to win this series. We I, The true test won't be until – Next round, which I'm assuming they're pretty much going to play Chicago Bulls. I think we all know Chicago's up to zip against Milwaukee. 
You know, Chicago, you know, Joe Kim Noah, they, you know, them companies, they, they cannot stand LeBron. So I think, I think, you know, as bad as Chicago looked last night, I think it was just an off night. But I, when they play LeBron, they always try to take it up another couple of notches. So the real test is going to be, you know, when they get into this and they start getting deeper into the playoffs. This first round is more like a warm up. So I really, I really want to see, and I think Kyrie Irving still is on the ball. He's, gonna, he's still going to bring it. But yeah, I, I really want to see Kyrie and Kevin Love. Once that spotlight is on them, you know, say if it's a if they down two one or the series tied two two in the critical game five, you know what I'm saying? I want to mm-hmm. see how Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love will respond to this, you know, and some of the rest of the young guys that never, you know, uh, Tristan Thompson, I think, that, you know, some more of the young guys that never had this playoff experience. I want to see how these guys step up when you got those pivotal game series, those type of games. Like I said, game five, series tied two two. Right, right. If they in that type, if they in that type of situation. That's when I'm going to sit back and be like, okay, now we're going to see what K Love and Irving's about. This, this is this is the brightest light is going to get in the playoffs, and, and the spotlight is on you guys, you know. So that's when I that's when I'm going to see, or I'm going to give them a particular grade on how they react, how they respond to a game of that magnitude once we get deeper into the playoffs. But right now, it's still early. It's still kind of early to tell because, like I said, Boston Celtics. Uh, you know, they're going to get these guys, I'm assuming five. But, you know, Boston, I get Boston maybe one home game, you know, a, a high emotional game. But I really want to see K, Kevin Love and, and um, Kyrie Irving in deeper into the playoffs, you know, against, especially against the Bulls. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. What, what about you, Ken? What, what's your take on how Kyrie and Kevin Love have played thus far in game one and, and, and some of tonight as well? Kyrie loves it. This this is what he was made for. He loves the big stage. And, you know, for him to be in the playoffs, like, he's four years and he's been losing it. And now he's in the playoffs and he took advantage of it. He was lights out. He's not really on tonight. So that's when, kind of going into what, what, what B's talking about, when things kind of change from game to game, when the, the games become a little bit closer, when there's more on the line, how will you respond? He's still gunning. The shots really are not falling, but he just hit a couple of big shots in the fourth quarter tonight and to kind of, you know, keep Cleveland going and trying to really pull away from this game. So I think when it comes to Kyrie, I don't think we have to worry about him. This is, this is what he was made for. This is what he's been playing the game of basketball for, and he's not going to shy away from any of the big shots. I think as we see... Cleveland move forward in the playoffs, I think we are about to see a guy just completely transform right before our eyes into, like, this 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 playoff, like, I don't want to even say legend, but we'll, we'll you know, I can't, that's the wrong word. I, I can't find it. But anyway, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not going to step out that far. But I think we'll see a guy slowly, you know, round into form because let's, let's be honest, as long as LeBron is there and they're healthy for the next five years, they're going to be in the playoffs. So I'm right. really interested to see what happens from here. You know, Kevin Love, and, and I think the rest of the team, because, you know, they all kind of play and perform their roles around really the the big three. I'm going to go ahead and throw Kevin Love in there. Uh, I think they'll be fine. Um, you know, they got James Jones, so they can bring him in off the bench. Um, Tristan Thompson, all he needs to do is grab rebounds. I think he'll be able to focus on that. J.R. Smith, we already know he's better. He'll, he'll, he'll be okay. Um, I think he's playing in the playoffs with, with, with Denver. Um, 
But I think the most interesting player so far, of course, is, is Kevin Love, man. Um, right. And what I, what I got to say about what I've seen so far is it looks like he's relishing in this a little bit as well. Um, yeah, LeBron turned the ball over because Kyrie not running. Um, lagging behind him <laughs> on, on a break. Can't wait to um, play by play. <laughs> yeah, but those are learning experiences. It's the fourth quarter. You're up seven. You know, it's four minutes left. That's a possession they just threw away to a Cleveland team right now that's struggling to get shot. They've kind of went cold a little bit. And Isaiah Thomas is a problem as he just scored again. But anyway, back to Kevin Love. What I liked about Kevin Love and what I liked about what Cleveland did in that first game was they gave him the ball in the post. And they gave him the ball in the post in this, in this game as well. And they really allowed him to kind of play and, and play where he wants to play. And I think it, and I thought that that was really interesting because he hasn't really done that. They didn't do that much with Cleveland in the first, in, in the whole quarter, you know, whole, whole season. So it was good to kind of see them recognize that, hey, we got to give it to guys like that so we can get those easy baskets. Here's a guy that can do that. But outside of that, even when Kevin Love's shots were, were not falling, he was rebounding the ball. Tonight he had like two blocks, so he's playing defense. You know, he's staying aggressive. So it seems like to me he kind of, it's slowly as the nerves got away, you know, got out of him, he kind of started to get into the game a little bit more. And um, and so, and, and it was interesting just to see what Cleveland, you know, were planning to do with him, um, you know, just offensively. And I thought that that was a, oh, man, that could have, that would have been, oh, so, oh, would have been, um, so I think it was really, how would you respond to the playoffs? B's spot on. This is the Boston Celtics' first round. There are a lot of things that they will experience as they go on when they play the Bulls. We already know what Noah Noah's about and Gibson about, so they're going to bring in and try to punk him. So when those series become intense, we'll see how Kevin Love responds at that moment. But um, so far, man, I, I don't know what that was. So far, <laughs> yeah, I was know, about to say the same thing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Is people on the line? Yeah, how they uh, how they adjust the game from game to game. So we got a five uh what four five minute five point lead with three minutes left. You know, Kevin Love's not in the game now, so I don't know what Blast's doing, but anyway, so we'll see, man. But it was good for them to kinda get out there, you know, get a win. It was a it wasn't an easy game until like the second half and you know, that was that. So, But I think if they continue to, you know, put him into the post, I think he'll be fine. But Urban, Urban is the one to watch out for, though. I think this is what he's, he's been waiting for, man. I agree, man. I think uh, I think Kyrie Irving is definitely looking to, to show everybody and showcase what he can do. I mean, basketball fans know exactly what he can do, but I'm pretty sure he's heard the detractors as far as, uh, you know, what th- their, their inexperience may lend to. Um Kevin Love is the the X factor. I think, um, much like B, I, I, t- I think B hit the nail on the head. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen when it gets tough, when you get down, you know, by a game or two games if if, if that's the case, and you have to, you know, and maybe your shots not not falling and you're struggling a little bit with your confidence, or let's say it's, it's the fourth quarter and you're sitting on the bench. Uh, you know that that right there. I want to see how Kevin Love responds because now it, it's one thing to sit out in the fourth quarter or not get as many minutes in a meaningless February game against the Sacramento Kings on the road. But when it's the playoff time, 
everything is magnified. Everything is magnified. So you'll have the reporters asking you all these questions after the game as to why you didn't play and that type of stuff and, and how you actually handle the adversity. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing um, how that plays out. Uh, let's bring on the fourth member of the crew, coming in a little late but always on time, my boy FIFO. FIFO, what up? Yo, 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 what's good, man? Chillin', oh, chillin', what's up with you, man? Nice oh, that's a good call. My, my bad, man. I thought, I, yo, real talk, I thought it was Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday. And damn, it's 9-17. Hold on. <laughs> man. Hey, hey, um, I, I, hey, real quick before people kind of get into this Cleveland, you know, Kevin, you know, Irvin. Yo, LeBron, man, he struggled this game. He was like 3 for 10, you know, earlier in the game. Man, this fourth quarter came on, man. He's he's been on it. <laughs> he's re- he really put the team on his back, man. Uh, so I just wanted to uh, point that out, man, because you know people always talk about him, so disappearing in fourth quarter and afraid to put the you know whatever. Man, man he, hey, I know. It's, hey, you know, if people want to get their disclaimers, but yeah, you, you still nah. got to give him credit. Yeah. F all that. You know, you know, you know why I say F all that? Why? Because on NBA. TV, they were showing um, the all of the Heat's championships. And in oh. the fourth quarters, LeBron was making shots, man. So all of I these detractors before – hey, I know. I know you know that. But I'm going to let the people know that. That's what I'm doing. So all I'm saying is this, is that, look, in all of those meaningless games that LeBron played before he was actually vying for championships, when he was vying for championships, this man – Stepped up minus the first one in Dallas. That one, he I don't know what happened. I right. I can't even I can't you know I can't. Can you vouch for that? But you can't you can't you vouch for I can't I can't I can't I can't. That's always the one. I'm like okay, I, I give you that. <laughs> I, I thought of that. Come on, man, that man been balling, man. Nigga hitting big shots, making big plays. Look, man, I I I, I don't know what else he got to do. I, I really don't. Because if he get one in Cleveland, then that's it. That's it. He's cemented. Yeah, I might yeah, have to agree exactly. with that. So, so, uh, so what's your what's, yeah, what's your take, FIFO, on um on Kyrie and Kevin Love and how they played uh thus far, uh, you know, despite having the inexperience? Um, you know, I I caught the tail end of what Ken was saying with, with, with Kyrie, man. I agree. Kyrie, he he's made for the bright lights. And he may not have the experience, but his talent's always gonna carry him through. And I think that, you know, to answer Ken's question, like, what's going to happen in the playoffs when they do get down? Um, that's what LeBron's there for. You know, Le- LeBron, he knows that he got to carry this team this year because these guys, the guys that he needs to rely on, the guys that he knows that, damn, if I'm not playing good, they need to step up. I think off of talent alone, they could do that. But, you know, these are playoffs, and we know that it's different. LeBron knows. LeBron knows. And, and, and he's had big playoff games, big playoff series. So I, 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 I think that with him leading, that they can go far. Um, I think Chicago is definitely going to be tough uh, next round. Uh, K-Love, man, K-Love just got to keep being K-Love. Like I said, there's never been a team with three guys averaging 20 points a game. It, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. So if he can get in the high teams, get double-digit rebounds, get about three assists a game, four assists, then he's balling, man. He's balling for what they need him to do. I think that the right. X factors are the wings. I think it's Jr. and Iman. Iman because, you know, they're like night and day. You got defense, you got offense. And if those right. dudes are clicking 
And, and, and just like in this game, like for me as a coach, you know, uh, this little dude, Isaiah Thomas, going off, hey, Amon, go get this guy. Shut him down for the next minute. Like all your energy, like face guard him the whole way. Take him out the game. Take him out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you, huh? Is, but, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, he has. Yeah, you, you know you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I'm not saying he's going to stop him every time. Isaiah Thomas is right, a great right, player. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but, I, you know, but you know, just just trying to encourage your players and utilize them to their best abilities is, what, is basically what I'm, I'm trying to say. So, you know, I, I, I like what Cleveland has, but I, I think Chicago is going to be tough, man. That boy Jimmy uh, D. Rose looking like, you know, about a third, maybe a quarter of himself. So that's still dangerous. That's still dangerous. He had a big second half last night. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Jimmy Butler was huge last night. Um, another yeah, team awesome. that that, that kind of surprised a lot of people in the uh, – and, and, of course, it is just one game. Let me preface my comment by saying that. It's just one game. But uh, defending champion Spurs, man, they got mopped up the other night against uh, against the Clippers. Uh, I'll start right there with you, FIFO, man. Um Anything you would you want to attribute that law? I mean, it's one thing to lose, but they look they look bad at times, like, and they really struggled at times to, you know, put the ball in the basket. Uh, you think maybe the Clippers have their number, or was it just Clippers got hot at the right time? You know, when I watched that game, what stood out to me was that the that the Clippers stars star players played at a higher level than the Spurs star players because Chris Paul was on a whole nother level that night. He was on a whole nother level. He was not backing down. He stepped up, and, and he just outshined anybody that was trying to guard him. And then, you know, Blake Griffin backed that up, too. He had a very solid game. And, and, and now you see how I say that when you have a big man that can grab the rebound, bring it up court, make a move, make the correct pass, because he had a real big pass, I thought, to J.J. Redick in the corner off of a um, secondary break. He, he, he dribbled up. Uh, off, of, off of a rebound, then he pulled up, but he kind of made a subtle no-look pass to J.J. Redick as he was coming down and froze the defense. Like, like those types of skills are guard-type skills. So when you have a big man that has those types of skills, it, it just makes the game so much easier. It makes the game flow so much better. So to me, those two guys just stepped up so much so that San Antonio really couldn't match it. To me, in my estimate, and then so many turnovers. That was very, you know, uncharacteristic of San Antonio. But um, I, I, I just think the Clippers outplayed them, man. When I watched that game, that, 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 that's what stood out to me. You know, man, I, I really didn't take that much from it. I, 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 I just kind of attributed to the Spurs being a little flat. Uh, I'm interested to see, and, and you, you said it, that one of the words that jumped out at me was their intensity, like the Stars played at a higher level as far as their level of intensity than the Spurs Stars did. I'm interested to see, even if the, even if they go back to San Antonio up 2-0, meaning when I say they, the Clippers, uh, I'm interested to see how well they play on the road uh, because that's a, they've struggled at times this year, uh, especially late in the season, on the road. So, I'm interested to see how how that plays out. I really, I didn't really make much of of, of the game. I just thought the Spurs were kind of off, but maybe that's just me. Um, what about you, B? What is anything you took from um, from the game the other night with the Spurs and the Clippers? 
Clippers, it, I mean, Clippers took care of business with what they they did what they were supposed to do, which was win, you know, game one as a home court advantage team. I'm glad to see Blake Griffin attacking the basket a lot during that game, and I'm because I, I, I was worried that he was going to kind of start, you know, doing that little mid range jump shooting and stuff, and but. I'm glad he attacked the basket, he attacked the basket, and he attacked the basket. Because I always felt like if Blake Griffin would start just bringing, taking it to uh, Tiago Splinter and Tim Duncan, you know, I think uh, Clippers would be fine. I mean, but once he started trying to take those little, you know, 13, 14 foot jumpers, not saying that he's not capable of hitting them, he is, but he's 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 a lot effective when he when he gets when he catches that bad boy face up and penetrates to the rim and draw the fouls. And but you got to mix it in, though, B. Yeah, you gotta mix it in, but but you can't fall in love with it. But you gotta mix it in. Can't fall in love and go into the hole. No, I'm talking about you can't fall in love with a jumper, but you have right, to mix it saying. in that's, to keep defense that's honest. That's, that's good, but if it's working, but if it's if if it's giving them more cause and getting guys in foul trouble, attack the basket. So I like when Blake Griffin is in attack mode. He needs he needs to stay in that attack mode. And like CP3, CP3 looks like the playoff CP3 that we always used to seeing. So. As long as long as Blake, I think Blake Griffin is the X factor. Really, if Blake Griffin just attack, 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 and don't let you know Tim Duncan and other big guys get in his head or whatever, and, and let him fall in love with that jump shot, like you said, I think the Clippers would be just fine, man. And JJ Redick, man, I, I, I remember I used to dog him when he first came out of Duke. I was like, <laughs> right. see nothing. But man, he has really, he has really uh, elevated his game throughout the years, year after year. He is, he is a, a key element to that. To that Clippers squad, man, and you know I give props to the props dude, man. JJ Redick, he, that's another key player that you know been the reason why Clippers been so successful because him catching and shooting off those picks has been money, man. His J, his J has translated from college to the pros with no problem. So him, and you know, of course DeAndre Jordan got to bring his defensive proud to the uh, series, but Blake Griffin, man, he just got to attack, attack that basket, man, because. I mean, Duncan and Tiger Spinner can't guard him, so he can eat those guys up for lunch every time. And Boris Diaw, he can he can eat all those guys up for lunch. All you gotta do is continue to attack, to continue to attack, continue to attack. Please, just keep doing that, and the Clippers will be fine. And you know what? You know what? Be that that could, when, when you when we see Blake Griffin not attack and not, especially when he he clearly. It, Outmatches his opponent. It's almost like remember, like when you playing little, when you were little playing, and, and and a big man. They say he played down to his competition, like a big mm-hmm. man. Like you always, they always tell a big man never put the ball on the ground because it makes you small. That that's kind of right. like what I see Blake Griffin when he has he has clear mismatches and he doesn't take advantage of them. Uh, you know, the other night he really went at those guys, and, and it, it really didn't matter who they put in front of him. But I, I agree with going back to FIFO's point that you know it was just their their intensity was really really high. I don't know if it was a crowd or what it was, but um, they they came ready to play, man, in a series that I think most people don't have them. At least the experts don't have them winning. Um, Kim, what what did you take away from that game with the Spurs and the Clippers? I took a lot. Well, not a lot. Um, but I, I took a few things, man. Um, I know it's one game. We've all we we've all watched a lot of playoff basketball, so I know right. it's one game. Um, so I know that you know things can change. Uh, and Popovich is such a great coach. The Spurs are so um, you know they play so well as a team. You know they're the defending champions. We know they got a lot of heart. You know like Rudy Tomjanovich. Tom Jonovich said, you know, don't underestimate the heart of the champion. So I know all of that. 
But I don't think this really is about the Spurs. I think this is really more about the Clippers. And the Clippers, like you said, Kyle, they're coming into this game as underdogs. Even though they're the three seed, the seeding doesn't really matter that much um, with these particular teams. We had a lot of teams in the in the West, you know, to be honest, um, outside of one through eight. But um, they're coming in as, as underdogs, and they're embracing that, and nobody's giving them a chance. And I think they take that personal. So I think that's why you saw the intensity that you guys keep referencing. That's why you saw the intensity that they came out with because they really want to come out here and they really want to win this game. Chris Paul is on the record. He says he's focused only on winning a championship. So, B, hopefully, you know, we'll see if he keeps that up. You know, if he doesn't fumble away the ball like he did last year in key moments, you know, in, in, in a game, playoff game, where we don't where we normally wouldn't expect him to do that. You know what I'm saying? Um so, so when I think, uh, you know, and I, I'm with people, I think he definitely, definitely should mix it up. You know, he can go in and, and, and get bangs about three or four more times if he wants to. <laughs> but, uh, but I think mixing it up because he can hit the jumper, I think it'll continue to keep the defense honest, and that'll make him even more unguardable. Because, it, you know, because they're going to have to eventually close. If he's making the shot, they're going to have to get out there and close on him. And then he can go attack the basket even more. So I think just mixing it up a little bit will give him more of an advantage um, then if he just continued to tap the basket, basket over, over again. Um, so, but I, I agree he does have to stay aggressive, and I think that's kind of what you alluded to be a little bit, is that Blake Griffin has to stay aggressive. He has to keep attacking. He has to put his imprint on this game. And I'm going to put it on Blake Griffin. I know he's not listening, but I'm going to say that the only way they'll beat the, the Spurs is if great Blake Griffin has to be the best guy on the court. He has to elevate to another level. And I'll go so far as to say they won't even go to the playoffs unless he's transcended into another level of a superstar, a playoff superstar, instead of just a regular season superstar, even though I hate, you know, separating the two. I think that kind of takes away from the player a little bit. But, you know, people listening, and you guys understand what I'm saying, like, when it comes to the playoffs, man, you got to be special. And Blake Griffin has to be special, you know, on a night in, night out basis. So, um, and, and you know what? I, I, I want. I don't want to say the Spurs just came in a little last or anything like that. They were on a, an eleven outside of the loss to the Pelicans. They came in hot. So we can't right. just dismiss right. this as just you know, oh, you know, the Spurs are just flat or whatever. No, right. they came in like they had many people looking at them like, oh, they, they they're about to go again. And the Clippers taking advantage of home court. You know, put them things on them. So now, can they continue that? Because we know that you know the Spurs are going to make their adjustments, and they you know the game is going to be a little bit more competitive. Can they keep that up? Can Chris Paul and Blake Griffin continue to play at this level that they're playing at? Because if they do not, you know, they, they're not they're not going to win this game. So they have to carry this thing. And again, I'm with you, B. I said last year that that JJ Redick is the key when they lost him. He was an important fact, uh, piece on this team because of his ability mm-hmm. to shoot and stretch the floor and hit that mid-range shot and that three-point shot. And he can put it yep. in the court. So I think he's a key player to this team because he just gives them another weapon and he stretches uh, the floor. So, yep. look, it's just one game, I'll admit, and as everybody has said already, so I really want to see what happens in game two because I think this is going to be a really, really interesting series. You take out no the third. You take out the Spurs, the only team I think is standing in your in, in your way yep. is, are the Warriors. <laughs> and, and you know what, Ken? Ken, you know what? That was 
it would be a very interesting Western Conference Finals if we do get a Clippers versus Golden State Warriors because you know them teams already hate each other. They really, yeah, they really. And and, 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 you you know what? I like. Go ahead, B. I'm sorry. I would just say, can you imagine the how physical that series is going to be? If you know a trip to the finals, them two teams meet up in the Western Conference Finals. Woo! That that would be something I would look forward to if that happened. I like I like the fact that they talk a little trash between each other. I like the fact that they genuinely, openly let each other know that they don't like each other because it, it kind of throws back to, you know, the 80s basketball that we grew up on where, you know, wasn't no friends, wasn't no hanging out, guys going out to dinner and all kind of stuff and, you know, smiling and stuff before the game. Um, one thing I want to throw out to you guys before we move on, uh, and, and shout-out to my man Roll Tide in the, in the chat room. Uh, who's listening at work? <laughs> he said he's doing nothing. Listening that listening to us at work. Shout out to Roll Tide. Uh, he brought up a comment about the uh, Greg Popovich going to the hacker DeAndre. Uh, for those of you familiar with it, um, the I think at one point in one game this season where the Spurs were down to the Clippers and they just decided to hack DeAndre Jordan to put him at the free throw line. I think DeAndre Jordan's a 51, 52% free throw shooter. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the old hack shack back in the day. Uh, B, I'll, I'll ask you, man, what's your take on that? I mean, some people don't like it because they said, quote-unquote, it's not basketball, but, I mean, it, it's a part of the game. What, what do you think when you see that kind of stuff? It's a part, yeah, I mean, it's a part of the game. Until they take it out the rule book or something. You know, it's a part of the game. I mean, if, you, if you're going against a guy that, if I'm a coach and I know that this particular player can't shoot no free throws and we might have a chance of cutting the you know cutting the, the deficit even closer, then guess what? Hey, soon we touch the ball, foul Bam, he go out there to, uh, 0 for 2. Oh, we come back, get a bucket. You know, it's just, it's just a part of the game. It's just part of strategizing. Rather, if it slows the game down, if the fans don't like to see it, so what? It's a part of the game. And I'm looking, for, I'm looking at it as if I was a coach, I would be like, yo, we gotta, you know, we gotta do what we gotta do to, to try to get the win. You got, I mean, you gotta get wins by any means necessary. So, I don't have no issue with it. I mean, yeah, sometimes it's like, damn, you know, the last minute and a half left in the game will go by like twenty minutes because of the foul and all that stuff. But you know what? Hey, right. as a coach, as a player, you do what you gotta do to get them, get them W's, man. So, I don't have an issue with it, especially me being experienced playing basketball, being a part of something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I understand. I understand it. Yo, we got to hack this dude because there's a good chance he's going to go open two at the line. Or, you know, when they're shooting one for one, you know, he's going to miss that first one. Man, we get the ball quick for a quick bucket again. So, this is a part of strategizing and it's a part of coaching. So, I don't have no issue with it. I can't, I don't, I don't never have an issue with that. What about you, Kent? Uh, hacker DeAndre, what, what, what's, your, what's your take on it? Ken. Oh, Ken. Okay, let's go to FIFA. <laughs> FIFA, what's your yeah, take on it? Yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, I, I hate it, man. I absolutely hate it. Uh, and, and I'll tell you why it, it's starting to bother me. When it was just Hackershack, I, I get it. You know, but now Popovich has a lot of class. And for him to resort to something like that, because it gives him... What the hell are you talking about, Ken? (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? No, no, no. What the hell are you talking about, bro? What I'm saying is that I'm surprised that Popovich would go 
to such measures to try to win a game. That just seems like... Are you serious? It seems like he's above that. Yeah. Yeah, I am. That's what I am. I, What do you mean above that? Ken, look, you're talking about having a legit strategy on to win, uh, how to win a specific game. If one of your best players that affects a particular side of the ball I can get him out out of the game, or I can get my team closer by just me being a coach. You damn right, I'm gonna do that. What are you talking about resorting? No, this is part of the game. Get him out the game. This is strategy. This is a strategic move. What are you talking about? That's like saying, and, and, "Oh, I'm not gonna play zone because because now it, they allow zone. Like I'm not gonna at least do that because they're they're busting me from three, and I need to try something." Are you serious? No, no, I, I understand, but but I'm really kind of referencing uh, a particular game I watched where Popovich was doing this in the third quarter. He did it for the whole second half. And, okay. And, you know, and, and I'm like, really, Pop, you're really going yep. to resort to such yep. measures? Yep, take him out the game. And, yep. and, and I'm not I, – I feel you. I, and you know what? It forces Doc Rivers' hand. Doc Rivers didn't want to take him out the game. It ruins the game. I understand all of the, you have to make your free throws. I understand all of that. I understand that it's a part of the game. I'm not arguing that. But what I would like to see, I think they need to clean it up because more and more teams are starting to do this and it's starting to really muck up the game. You know, and, and because it's a strategy that works and that the coaches aren't resorting to. So I'm not going to really fault the coaches that much as much as I want to say the league needs to take a look at this because it's, it's problematic, man. I don't want to see this. You know, every possession you, you're following this guy. You know, but, okay. you know, I, but I have to ask you this. Because it, it gives them a chance to win, and they're going to do it. They're going to do whatever it takes okay. to win. I can't. You know, I, how, I just hate it. How, I hate it. How many games, how many games in totality, like, do, do, do you think, like, the percentage is that, 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 that get messed up like this? Because it's a very small percentage, Ken. It's not like it's league-wide. Like, it doesn't happen with Golden State. There's a whole bunch of teams that this doesn't happen to. There's only one or two, and only not every team is going to do that to them. Right. So yeah. I, 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 think, I think you're on shaky foundation with this argument. Because, because no, on no, what no. grounds are you going to make a rule on this? You know what I'm saying? And the league, well, what is the league going to do? Like maybe maybe, maybe you end, push end, up the time. It's, okay, it's okay, a foul, you and, and you, you can't so, find people for fouling unless it's a hard foul. Exactly. So you, but, but but let me ask you this: Why is it illegal when the last two minutes of a quarter? So obviously they have a reason for that. Why don't you just say Of course, because I think you answered it, Ken. I think the reason for exactly. it is, is that it's timing. You you don't. It, Keep in mind, the end of the game, the last five minutes of the game, if you if, and we probably never stop to even think about it, but the last five minutes of the game is relatively long, if you think about it, when they have commercials and things of that nature. And, and I mean, they're going to be fouls and crucial fouls anyway. They don't want you messing up the game or slowing it down even more because nine times out of ten, you know, basketball, they, they want things to run relatively smoothly. With, smoothly Not when even that. Time. So... I, go ahead, people. It's not uh-huh. even that. It, 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 it's no. Can hit. Can hit the nail right on the head when he says it is a strategy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It, it, it is something that you do that will get your team back into the game because you're playing percentages. When you have a guy out there that shoots close to fifty percent, 
So you, that means that we're either trading two for one or three for one. It's only a matter of possessions before my team gets back in the game. Right. In the last two minutes of the game, you cannot allow one bad free throw shooter to decide a win or a loss for his team. Now, if he so happens to get fouled in, in game? You don't let it happen for the whole game, Ken. That's the reason why you have the rule for the last two minutes. You can't do it. That's not it's the not the whole game. Kyle, what do you mean? Kyle just said that the reason why, mm-hmm. at least based on, on what he's he's thinking, is that they don't want to muck up the game for the last two minutes of the game. So you mean to tell me so for 10 minutes of a quarter, it's okay. But the last two minutes, we want yes. to allow the game to flow smooth and easy. That makes absolutely no sense if you guys really sit and think about this. Well, hey, so you mean to tell me? Go ahead, go ahead. You, so you mean to tell me that in the last two minutes of the game, all I gotta do is foul DeAndre Jordan? We're gonna win the game. If I'm a You've good free throw team, but that's gonna get me back into the game. But that shouldn't let you win the game. Exactly, and that's the other thing. Most teams, most coaches are not doing that for a whole quarter, bro. Popovich did. Because at some point in time, you have to pull your playoff. I mean, if, if DeAndre Jordan is going 0 for 2, 0 for 2, 1 for 2, 1 for 2, 0 for 2, I mean, it's, you, you got to pull him off the floor. I mean, LA, the, 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 the Lakers did that with Shaq. Floor. That's the thing. They're not pulling them, though. That's the thing. Rivers is not well, pulling Phil them. Well, Phil would pull Shaq because Phil knew better. And uh, 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 Kevin McHale didn't pull Josh Smith. You know, they're, they're saying you guys need to go up and make the free throws. Look, all I'm saying is that I, I think it's a terrible rule. I get it because it's a strategy, and I understand that it's a loophole. Teams will do it. The tr- people will do anything to try to win a game. I get all that. I'm not arguing that per se. My no, issue is that what I'm saying is that they need to get <laughs> rid of it, period, because it will only – look, I think people may have said this. When, when teams find something, that, we always say the league is a copycat league. The NFL and the NBA, they're copycat leagues. So when you got a guy of Popovich's stature doing something like this to win a game, what's to stop somebody else from doing it if they think it's going to give them a chance to win the game? I'm seeing this increase in frequency more and more. So I think the league needs to get ahead of it or they're going to have a problem on their hands. Nobody's it's been happening for years. It's been happening for yeah, years. It's been happening for years. I, not at this rate. I, I'm with you. It has, but not at the current rate that is happening now. It seems like it, it's happening every other game, and I'm exaggerating, but it's, it's happening a lot, and that's why everybody keeps talking about it. Well, you know what? These dudes got to start working in the gym and start hitting their free throws. Maybe these coaches will stop doing that. Hey, yeah. I can't help I mean, it. They, yeah, they, 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 they ain't knocking the nail on the head. I mean, at, at some point in time, you got to make your free throws. I mean, you got to make your free throws, man. It can't. If these, you you know what? If throws. these dudes breaking free throws, I'm going to be following your butt every time with the last minute and a half to go, too. Guess what, Ken? Yo, you, need, you need to have your guys in the gym an extra three hours to hit free throws because if they don't, I'm going to hack a Shaq or hack a Jordan or whoever, one of your players, and guess what? I'm going to come back you and know what, Ken? <laughs> you know what, Ken? Let's just get rid of free throws. How about that? How about basketball with no free throws? You get fouled, you just take the ball out. It's your rock. The whole game. Hey, you just just don't I'm even worry about it. You know what? 646 <laughs> Man, we always say this is the place where sports opinions collide, and this conversation definitely proves that. 
Hit us up, 646-478-0356. We are Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my partners, BZ, Ken, and FIFO. Uh, make sure that you pass the word. Tell a friend, tell a friend, Dead End Sports on the air again. Uh, let's jump to the phone lines. Looks like we got my dad on the line. Dad, what's going on, man? Uh, he's in. He called early. What's up, Dad? Oh, Dad, come on, man. Dude, ain't even answering the phone. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna put him back on mute. Um, yeah, six four six four seven eight zero three five six is the phone number to call. Uh, hit us up, hit us up, hit us up. Um, like I said, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. A lot of things happening. We got NBA playoffs. We got the NFL schedule that just dropped. Uh, big news in the NFL. But before we go there, man, I wanna. <laughs> I almost really don't even want to bring this conversation up. Um. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, Money Mayweather, the money team, whatever you want to call him, um, had an interview with, an all-access interview with uh, Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. Uh, In this interview, among other things, Floyd Mayweather said that, quote, he was better than Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Robinson. Personally, I think that's preposterous, but but that's not even the discussion. Uh, Floyd and Stephen A. get into somewhat of a heated debate between who would win a game between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. So, <laughs> just for argument's sake, let's discuss this real quick. Ken, the floor is yours, man. LeBron versus MJ. A game of one. Let's just say a game of one on one. Yeah. All right, man. Look. It- this is not the first time this discussion has, has came up, but I, my, okay, I got to talk about Floyd. Floyd, you can't just say that LeBron is bigger and faster and that's all, he, he's going to win the game. Like, Floyd didn't give any reason why he thought LeBron would win other than that. And I'm like, if LeBron's J isn't falling, he's not going to win that game. But with Jordan, Jordan is, is so complete as an offensive player and as a defender. He can hit, he can kill you from the inside. He can take you in the post and pop that fadeaway jumper on you. He can it's take you off the dribble. Right. He can take you off the dribble, and he can play defense. You know, he, 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 so I, I needed more from Floyd to say that LeBron James would beat him when LeBron James has flaws in his game. He's just. He's, LeBron James is, a, is ushering in a new era of players where they're big and they're fast and they can do multiple things on the court, you know, at their height, a la Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? So you got guys that come in that can do all these different things because of, they're just freaks of nature. He's not – Anthony Davis is clearly not LeBron James because he doesn't have his bulk, but the guy has a height and he can do all the things that everybody has seen and rave and rant and rave about him, you know, about on the court. But – and, and this particular thing, I'm, I'm, I'm listening, I'm waiting for Floyd to say, why? And you just say, well, he's just he's 222 and he's fast. I think it would be a competitive game because right. I think maybe LeBron could probably wear Jordan out a little bit because he's so big and fast, but I don't know if he would be able to sustain that. I don't know if LeBron could score more points than Jordan could, you know, <laughs> in a game of one-on-one unless he just gets extremely, extremely hot. So, you know, you – Floyd, Floyd smoking something, man. <laughs> For him to even put that out there. And, and, and the thing about it is that people are agreeing with him. 
You know, it's like, come on, man. Like, look, we grew up watching the guy. The guy was 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 lethal. He was an assassin. And when when he's he's he's, he's super competitive, and I think that competitive spirit that he has to win every single time he steps on the court, to win, period, no matter what he's doing, will just the will alone will top LeBron James. So LeBron James will be out there, you know, just. Just, you know, I'm just playing for fun, you know. <laughs> right. We're just playing for fun, just a little pickup game. He won't take it as serious, you know, as, as Jordan would. Every time that LeBron may take it, take it serious once, once or twice, every time Jordan steps on the court to play anybody, it's serious, no matter how many times he plays you. So I, I'm sorry, you know, I I just haven't seen LeBron's game. I, I, it would be a good game, but he's not going to beat Jordan. It's just not. It's silly. It's silly. <laughs> what, what about you, FIFO, man? Uh, just for argument's sake, man, Jordan versus LeBron. Um, I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a great game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Honestly, um, you know, Floyd is a boxer, man. He, I, th- I think he enjoys sport, but. Um, I don't know if he's the best one to, you know, kind of describe as to why or analyze as to why LeBron could or would be MJ or vice versa. I honestly think that out of 10 games, you know, everybody will say, oh, MJ 9-1. No, hell no. Come on. Let's not disrespect Mr. LeBron James here. I think it'd be more like 6-4, 7-3, but not really. I think it's more like 6-4 in the way of Michael Jordan. Um, Look. LeBron is that size, he is that big, he is that strong, he is that fast. Uh, nobody could really defend Mike one-on-one, but if I could pick anybody out of NBA history to do it, it would be LeBron. Um, also, really? I think that, yeah, if I could pick any one person to guard MJ, it, it, I, I'd pick LeBron. I, I'd pick him. Um, and then here's the other thing. The one time I've seen Jordan truly struggle guarding somebody one-on-one trying to get that person out of his element was magic and we all know magic to be a six nine point guard all he did was put jordan on his hip his the whole time they had to put pippen on him pippen's the one that took magic out of his element um so i think that lebron would have a lot more success than people are giving them credit for in the post against them honestly um because he is that big he's called malone he, he, he could put LeBron, he could put MJ down there. MJ's two fifteen, two twenty, chopping wet. So you know, I, I'm 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 not saying that just because of that LeBron is going to win. No, because it does come down to skill, you know. But I I think LeBron does have an advantage. So does MJ, you know. But it, it'll be a great game, man. It'll be a great game. But I but the nod goes to MJ. And, and really, to just MJ. to add on to the the post comment, yeah, I, I agree. He can't put him in the post, but LeBron traditionally he don't got no he don't got no moves. Like yeah, he don't even got no moves. <laughs> like LeBron ain't got no go moves like that. But when you are three three inches and fifty almost sixty pounds heavier, how many more moves do you need? What is MJ gonna do? Just physically, yeah, move. Come on, man. MJ is a, MJ is an elite defender, man. So I, I'm not you know, saying that he's LeBron. not. I'm not yeah. saying that he's not, but I'm just saying, bro, 
You outweigh everybody. He's going to pick up on LeBron James' game, man. And LeBron James ain't going to have nothing for him. I see him being 8-2, 9-1 if they play 10 games. Yeah. Uh, would you be? I, I don't. Y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. I think. Like if Kobe, I think you kind of forgot who Michael Jeffrey Jordan was for a second there, FIFA. Yeah. Like Kobe, like, <laughs> no, not at all. Trust me, not at all. Remember, not at all. Remember in the All Star in the All Star game like a couple years ago before Kobe got injured, like when the game got serious, like for like in that fourth quarter, the game got serious. It was like three straight possessions. Kobe straight locked the smaller Kobe straight locked up um, LeBron James. I mean, yeah, he and, did. I remember and, that. And we know, I remember that. Yeah, we know Jordan is just as just as great as a defender, okay. not better. Let me ask you this. Okay, we're, we're talking an all-star game. Would you say that LeBron was as serious as Kobe was in that moment? Not giving yeah, no, were, no, no, no cop-out. They were, but, but, they, were, they were serious, dude. Okay, the other, thing too, the other thing, too, is that in a one-on-one environment, do you think LeBron's going to try to cross up MJ? Like, every time, like, I'm just going to try to cross you up. I'm not going to put my back to you, not at all, even though I'm Kobe. Carmelo. Alone. You know what? That post-game ain't, that post-game ain't there. Man, and come on. It ain't there. He just developed a post-game, like, like freaking two years ago. And I mean, it, it's not even a potent post-game. Like, LeBron can be the most dangerous dude, you know, as far as all-around offense. But if it's post-game, he should have had a, he should have been had a, a par post-game. Because just because of this size alone, like you said, people, this dude is like Carl Malone. And he didn't have no freaking post game for like 10, 10 years of his playing career. And Jordan would eat him up in the one-on-one game. In the one-on-one yeah. game, that's Jordan's domain. That's like his world. He would love to play LeBron one-on-one. He would eat him up. He would eat him up every time. The fadeaway, every time. You can't get that. He would beat him eight times, nine times out of, out of ten games, man. Like, come on. Like, you know, MJ is another, on another freaking planet. Like, goodness gracious. I, I agree with you, Kyle. You, you people forget, man. Jordan was Jordan one on one. Jordan was that dude, man. You couldn't you couldn't stop him. Yeah, I, I, all I'm gonna, all I'm gonna add to the conversation is, I, I, I'm with B. I'm thinking eight two, maybe it, maybe nine one. I, I, you just you, MJ was just not he, he I, and his his level of of competency on a basketball court. I mean, he would he would know your weaknesses and everything like that. I mean, he, in a game of one on one, it would be it, he'd be too much for LeBron. He he, I think he would outsmart LeBron. And LeBron is very intelligent for that matter. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah, he is. Uh, the phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Oh man, well we got we got the the sixth man on the line. Our boy Q, Q, what up, yo? What, what up, what Q? up? Good, man. Good, everybody. Dylan, man, what's up with you? Uh, first of all, before I get my point, let me ask this conversation. First and foremost, MJ would lock LeBron ass up. Y'all are tripping, man. Are y'all serious? What? Bro, the, all right. First of all, let's go to the era that MJ played in. MJ played against the elite where every team had a superstar and the referees would hold the whistle. First off, MJ would get in LeBron's head so easily. If Dirk Nowitzki and Tyson Chandler can lock down LeBron mentally, then MJ, who Larry Bird considered the second-best trash talker of all time to him, he would have LeBron crying. Are you serious? Nine times out of ten, I would say. And that's not even disrespect to LeBron because, like, Jordan is just another animal, man. He's yep. mentally and physically able to match with the best of them. You need me to lock down Carl Malone? I can do that. You need me to lock down the bad boys? I can do that. 
that alone is enough for me to pick them against LeBron James. The Bad Boys series, bro. He overcame the Bad Boys. He overcame the Bad Boys. That's all I need to say. Wait, hold on, man. You talking about Michael Jordan locking down Carmelo? Look, first of all, I said, let's go back if, wait, 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 wait. Let's go. If Phil needed him, so he could. Come on, man. Look, let, let, if Phil Jackson needed him, too, he could. That's why they always had an all-star caliber power forward. Let's be honest. The Bulls always had an all-star caliber power forward, so that's number one. Let's go back. You said oh that God. every team had a superstar, right? Every I one. agree with you. Horace Grant is all-star no, 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 no. Yes, he was. All-star All-star cal- cal- Yes. Look yes. at the numbers. He, he Jordan made him better, bro. He Jordan made him better. Of course he did. Of course he, he did. Robin All Star caliber. No, no, Dennis Robin. Dennis Robin Hall of Fame. Oh my God. What are you talking about? Dennis Robin is a Hall of Fame player. He's in the Hall of Fame, ain't he? I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I said All Star caliber or higher. Yeah. So okay, so 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 all I'm saying is this: name me all of the superstars that all of these teams that Jordan played against, because there weren't that many elite wing talents back then. What? Name a few. We're talking about a mythical one-on-one matchup between Michael Jordan, the greatest player of his era. Can we just list the teams that Jordan has gone up against? Jordan has gone up against Penny and Shaq. He's gone up against Charles Barkley. He's gone up against the Bad Boys. He put 63 on Larry Bird, who could be a way better defender than LeBron James, in my personal opinion. And he's gone up against the Knicks. I said the Bad Boys, right? I said that first. He's gone against Bad Boys. He's been Clyde. He's been, bro, every team had a superstar. Every single team. Every single team. The Lakers, he went up against Magic. Like, come on, man. Every single team. The MJ overcame every single time. The only like pits like the pitfalls that he had was with Detroit. And that alone is enough for me to pick him against LeBron James. Because if you can go up in that paint with Lambeer and those boys and get up and put forty five on them, then come on, man. Like what do you think you're gonna do to LeBron? That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I gotta say about look, that. Look, look, look. All, all, all I'm gonna say, look, you, you 100 percent right. Jordan played against the Bad Boy Pistons, but LeBron played against the number one defense Pistons with Ben Wallace in them, and he scored 30 straight on them boys. So, so, so we could talk about error or whatever. We could talk about error or whatever. But come on, let's just not like discount what LeBron has done for real. Come on now, it's not I'm marginal to what MJ has done. It's very comparable. So, so I'm let's not come on. I'm not gonna discount it. All I know is that MJ didn't put 35 up average in the playoffs. LeBron ain't to do that yet. I ain't seen that from LeBron. That's what, all I'm gonna say. What, what are you talking about? Don't LeBron? Come on, Q. Come on, Q. Are we serious? I think are LeBron we, averages we, the most points per game in the playoffs, huh? Oh, are we being? Are you like number two? He's number two I, behind I, MJ. Behind MJ, FIFA. Man, you know what? I, you know what? This ain't what I call it. This ain't what I call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why y'all you're arguing with a guy who's from Chicago. <laughs> y'all got me hot, man. Y'all got me hot, man. I'm, I'm salty over here. He's from Chicago. Anyway, anyway, what you got I went, came man? in. I came in talk about obviously. Y'all, I, I know y'all want to hear my opinion on Tim Tebow. Tim man. Tebow. Yeah, I knew you might have said that. No, y'all, I know y'all want to hear my opinion, man. Uh, once again, man, do I gotta just tell y'all to just calm down? Calm down. Chip Kelly brought in Tim Tebow. Everyone lost their mind. Like, this man, Chip Kelly, just said, I'm making Tim the starter. He's getting $100 million guarantee for 10 years. He said he's going to compete for a roster spot. 
he signed him to a minimum of, of under a million dollars. He saw what he did in his workout. He saw he fixed his mechanics enough to compete with DJ Kenny and uh, whoever's the third uh, quarterback, Matt Barkley. We couldn't trade Matt Barkley, so he said, all right, sign him, see what he got. We're going to have a competition for the third QB. This is just Chip Kelly trying to, like, stroke his ego and see if he could bring back Tim Tebow and install him in some sort of package or resurrect his uh, career, man, because you never know. Like, all right, people who think Tim Tebow is so terrible. All right, let me get this off. So people think he's so terrible. Tim Tebow got more playoff wins than the last five years than the Eagles do. So Eagles fans really ain't got no room to talk. And the last time I checked, there are some backup QBs in this league who are not even half as good as Tim Tebow is. There are some third-string quarterbacks who aren't not even in the same conversation. If you had to bet your left thumb in a playoff game win on Ryan Lindley or Tim Tebow, who you going to take? Be honest. You're going to take Tim Tebow every time. Ryan Lindley was atrocious. He's a third-string quarterback, and he's out of the league now for Arizona. He stunk up the joint. He threw for three for, like, 25 against Carolina. It was awful. So people were overreacting to that. And this is all a part of Chick Kelly's plan. See, everybody laughing right now. But I done told y'all, come draft night, when that trade-up happens, I'm going to be shook. And I'm going to be laughing. I'm going to be like, I told y'all. Because... I'm going to tell you right now, there are more Tim Tebow jerseys. Actually, let me just give you a fun fact as to why I believe we are training up for Mariota even more. Number one, Adam Schefter, a month later uh, from when he first came on ESPN, said that after a month of thinking about it and asking my sources and league DMs and whatnot, I believe the Eagles are going to trade up and get Mariota. And he said that a month ago, he wasn't even thinking about that. He said, no, nah, definitely not. But just a couple of days ago, he came out and said that it's going to happen probably. I'm, I'm probably about 55% sure. So I like those odds. And then another tidbit is we signed Miles Austin, DeMarco Murray, all, all these random players, right? And we signed uh, Sam Bradford. Or we traded for him. But, yet yeah, on the Eagles store and all, like, the Eagles shops officially from the, from the team, there are no Sam Bradford jerseys. We signed Tim Tebow uh, yesterday, and there are more Tim Tebow jerseys on there than Sam Bradford. And Sam Bradford's jersey is non-existent. And just to point out why I think that's correlation is because a week before Nick Foles got, got traded, they uh, made his jersey 75% off, and then they took it down from the site two days before we traded him. So Chip Kelly's telegraphing his move. I know my team, man. I know my team. If Mars, if Mariota is there at number two, we're going to take that, man. And if you're still tripping about Tim Tebow, ask yourself, there are some backups in this league who don't even deserve to be what Tim Tebow, like Tim Tebow has done more things in his career in those, in those uh, in that one year than people like Ryan Lindley, people like Pat Shaw right now have, have done. Like, he, like think about it. People won the playoff game and that's how I did. That's all I'm going to say. All right, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I, we'll, we'll see, man. Man, QB, look, I, I swear if, if any other team would have signed Tebow, you would have been, like, on the other side of the fence, too, just because it's Philly. Well, I like Tebow. I swear I like Tebow. Like, you know what, you man? I, I think, my... I think uh, you know what I think, Q? I think everybody likes Tim Tebow. I think, I mean, Tim Tebow is a person. I think we all like you him. Like him like, uh, you like him as a player. I never laughed at him, like. I like him as a player. I just think he, he, I just think that all he needs to work on was the throwing mechanic. 
He sounds yeah. like he's a, a good teammate. Yeah. He's not an NFL quarterback. I, I've heard NFL scouts who have been at Eagles practice, not Eagles, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. at Patriots practice, at Broncos yeah. practice, say that he struggles to throw an 18-yard out. If you can't throw an 18-yard out in the NFL without it getting picked off or without it short-hopping like you're a second baseman, mm-hmm. you're not an NFL quarterback. There's a reason why he sat for two years. He's not that yeah. good. And, and, and granted, True. you're right. It, it, it could be to just to drum, drum up. I don't know what Chip Kelly's motivation behind it's, it is. It's just third string, man. That's all it is. It's just, it's just doing your homework. He, he's not an NFL quarterback. Oh, we know. I mean, and you, you said Ryan Lindley. Ryan Lindley's a bum. Ryan Lindley He's started a bum. playoff game. I'd rather have Tim but, but Tebow you, in there. That's what And, 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 and you, you speak of Tim Tebow's wins. Tim Tebow, in the game that he won against Pittsburgh, he made one good throw, and that was the throw to Bebe Thomas. That was it. He was... His stats were like four for twelve for that game for like fifty eight yards. No matter how you win bad. this league, man. No matter how you win this league, long he you get that never threw for two hundred. You you tell me a legit quarterback that can that has never thrown. He's never thrown for two hundred yards in a game. I never said. Ever. I never said Tim Tebow is the second coming of Joe Montana. I never said that. I, I said that right. he's a third string quarterback. He's coming in to compete for a roster spot. People act like Chip Kelly just said, Tim is my quarterback for the next five years. I'm giving him $75 million guarantee. All Chip Kelly did was sign this man to a $600,000 contract for a summer to see if he can compete with G.J. Kinney and Matt Barkley, who we're going to trade for a third roster spot. He has trained with Tom Brady's throwing coach. His throwing coach says that he can finally throw a ball uh, better than what he used to. He said he's finally throwing spirals, and he can actually do it in practice now, which is okay for me for a third string. If Chip Kelly came out and said that he is my starter, then I would be with y'all that this is the worst signing in NFL history. But Chip Kelly probably sees that what we could we could get two positives from it. If he could free up a spot, we, we could trade Matt Barkley for a pick. Oh, probably just gonna cut him. And then if he's good, he's going to be a good locker room presence, man. Like, people who are friends with Tebow and people who are teammates say that Tim Tebow is one of the best locker room presences that you can have. One one of the best people in your practices to keep everyone motivated and, and focused. And Chip Kelly likes those kind of guys really? who are all for the team, all for, for the team and not for themselves. That's what he wants. He wants robots to program to run his system and keep everyone's spirits up. So there are two pluses. If it doesn't work out, guess what? Tim Tebow's not making the roster. He's getting cut. So this is just a story for everyone to laugh right now. It's funny. Uh, but on draft night, y'all going to be laughing. Y'all definitely going to be laughing on draft night. Yeah, well, we got, we got another two weeks before the NFL draft pops up. Hey, man, as always, Q, thanks for calling in, bro. We definitely appreciate it. All right, man. Y'all be good. All right, man. All right, Oh, programming note, man, make sure you check out Q. Uh, Q actually was going to be on my show, the 12 radio show tomorrow night. We're going to be talking a little hip-hop tomorrow night, man. So all you hip-hop yeah, yeah. heads, uh, you want to get it in, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about the state of hip-hop. That's the title of the, of, of the show. So tomorrow night from 9 to 11 p.m., uh, check us out on 12 radio. Q, I'll let you tomorrow, bro. All right, bro. Peace. Uh, Phone number Q, call 646 0356. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to 773-773. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? 
Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jock Man. Jock Man, what's going hey, on, man? Jock, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Um, yeah, a lot has happened in Chicago sports last week. Um, Doubt. Blackhawks off to a 2-1 start against the Predators. I'm actually going to the game on Thursday. Very excited about that. Okay. Um, uh, Bulls off to a 2-0 start, of course. They, they didn't look too great starting off um, against the Bucks in game two, but they looked better. And Jimmy, Pol- Jimmy Bowler has been playing really well. Um, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid playing big. Uh, he, looked, he, was, he was a beast coming down the stretch uh, in last night in the second half. Yeah. And um, and the Cubs called up Chris Bryant on Friday. Yep. And, and they uh, called up somebody else too, didn't they? Yeah, they just called up uh, their other top prospect, Addison Russell. Yeah. Um, the Cubs are yeah, off to a I'm good start, the man. Right. They're off to a good start. Yeah, they're, I'm watching the I'm watching the game right now. They just took the lead. Uh, they're down two runs. They just grabbed three right here. They've got a better lineup. This offense is a lot better. They're getting on base. They're Taking pitches, they're doing what they weren't doing last year, and I love that. Um, I know they're bullpen. Bryant, me after his, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they've been taxed to start the year. Stars have not been going deep; they're getting taxed, and they're getting hurt too. Their worst pitchers are coming in in high leverage situations. Um, and Chris Bryant, uh, after starting off 0 for 4, has been locked in. Like he looks like. He looks like he's been in the league for like 10 years already. He looks amazing right now. No home runs yet, but he looks great. Yeah, he um, got the uh, game-winning hit on a Sunday, wasn't it? Drove a Sunday or Saturday? Yeah, he's got a... He also has another RBI today as well. He's been playing really well. Got on my fantasy team, too, so watch out for that. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, also, I did tweet B this over the weekend, but yeah, I'm done with the Kansas City Royals after their actions against the Oakland A's this weekend. Yeah, man. Uh, um, the Kansas City early, Royals yeah. came under a lot of fire to, uh, the other day uh, for their actions. Uh, uh, crazy slide into second base. And, I mean, uh, seems like all hell, you know, pitchers throwing it, bad as heads. I mean, all hell seemed to break loose. Uh, the Royals, you know, they're not publicly the, the media darlings that they were uh, last fall. Yeah, um, you know, I get throwing to the guy who slid into the shortstop, Brett Laurie. I'm, I get throwing at him once, you know, get back at him, but they need to do it a second time. It was um, right. it was not called for. And uh, then Ned Yost, the manager, says, you know, we got guys throwing 100 miles an hour. You don't want to mess around. And I was like, are you serious, dude? Like, come on. That's be right. a better manager. Like, Ned Yost is one of the worst managers for a good team. Like, I'm, I don't like that guy at all. Hey, 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 Chalkman, let me, let me ask you this. You think anybody else would slide into uh, one of the Kansas City Royal players the rest of this year? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think so. Yeah. They got a lot of hard throwers on that team. Yeah, man. It, it, the baseball season is hot and heavy, man. Hot and heavy. You got anything else for us tonight, Jock? Um, one more thing. Uh, Aaron Hernandez, of course, uh, convicted. Oh, no doubt. I'm so glad that they convicted him. I knew I there was no doubt in my mind that he killed those people. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm glad he's gonna mm-hmm. be in jail for the rest of his life. I thought he was gonna walk, but you know, I was worried about that. I, I was really worried. But uh, 
I was thinking more like, oh, that was like a 60% chance he gets convicted at least. I thought it was more likely he gets convicted than not, but you, you never know with the famous athletes or pro athletes at least. Yeah, no doubt. Anyway. No doubt. I can say that now because he in jail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, as always, man, thanks for calling in, Jock. We definitely appreciate it, brother. All right. You guys have a good night. Same to you, man. Show tomorrow, Peace. Too. Peace. Oh, definitely, definitely. Appreciate it. Phone number, Jock, called 646-478-0356. Uh, Jock talk, touched on a little bit of baseball. I want to jump on baseball real quick. Uh, not sure if you guys got a chance to see this, but uh, Brian Price, uh, the manager for the Cincinnati Reds, went off yesterday. Uh when, before speaking to reporters before a game, um, he he went into a profanity laced tirade, uh, tirade where he dropped the f word seventy seven times in a five minute span. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I was gonna play the audio, but it, it's just I couldn't edit it. It's just too long to play for five minutes. But if you get a chance when the show is over, check out his rant. Uh, with the uh, with the media, where he just goes off about how they leaked some information about the Reds. I mean, he used the F word 77 times in five minutes. B, what would happen if you go to work tomorrow and just, just started dropping <laughs> F-bombs like your first 10 minutes up in there? Are, are they going to look the other way and say, you know, that's just that's busy. He's okay. He's, he's a good guy. Or, or you know, are they going to they gonna show you the door? Uh, they gonna show me the door. <laughs> they gonna show me the door quick. They gonna they they gonna definitely show me that door quick. Like, oh yeah, this this MF then lost his damn mind. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, I, I I couldn't imagine. It was hilarious. Don't get me wrong. I was like dying. I was man. cracking up when I heard it. I was cracking up. Yeah, I was cracking up. I was like, no, this dude has lost it. Like he literally lost it. It reminded me of that. Uh, I can't think of that manager blowout. Came, it happened like some years ago, like in the 80s, I think. He took the little foam answer machine and he threw it against the wall and he spent around in circles. He was like, don't ask me no goddamn questions. I think, no, that, was, was, that a, was that Hal McCray? Black guy? I, I, I can't think of his name, but I remember he picked up the phone and when he threw it against the wall, he did like a little <laughs> Michael Jackson spin move, like boom, and he spit. I, that's like one of the funniest blow, blow ups I've ever seen, in, like as far as a baseball manager. He was mad. Don't ask me no damn stupid ass question. Hey man, as a fan, I enjoy a good tirade. Oh, man. Um yeah, you heard it, man. I know it's kind of early. <laughs> Where would you put this? Is this like a top ten, top twenty uh, rant of all time in sports? I don't know if it's up there. Just it's, 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 it will be legendary <laughs> when it's all said and done because it's seventy-seven f bars in a short period of time. In five minutes. That, and he, it just flowed naturally. Like, yes. you know, yes. like the way he used it, the certain placements, you know, like he used it in, 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 in different situations. Like, it, it was it was genius, man. And, and you know what? All, I expect a rapper to eventually pull that off and probably try to use it on some, some one of their songs. But um, in, in all honesty, man, I think he needs to adjust to the modern way the media works, right? And not right. get so upset about that information um, because, he, you know, it, it, it just is what it is. Or he needs to act like Popovich. 
I love watching Popovich's uh, interviews because it really highlights some of the stupid questions that the media are forced to ask because they got to write a story. Uh, the one he did post game against the Clippers was, was was great. He's just laughing at them. This guy didn't quite take it that way, so he needs to you know a little bit of media training, right? But because uh, right. he 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 went off, man, he went off, and um. I, at first, I wasn't going to you know listen to it. I was like, ah, right, you know, okay, whatever. But then I just I said, let me see what everybody's talking about, and I listened to it. I was like, wow, you know, he he, he takes his job real serious. So, uh, but yeah, I think he needs to stop worrying about that. He needs to focus on trying to win some games. Because <laughs> I don't think oh, no you know, media leaking information is causing him to lose these games. No doubt, no doubt. FIFA, what what about you, man? If if when you hear uh, uh, when you hear a manager drop seventy seven f bombs in a five minute span, um, has he put more pressure on himself to win? Because I, I guess the ultimate question is I'm asking is how long before Brian Price gets fired? <laughs> FIFO. Man, I don't know. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yo, yo. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how long uh, before he gets fired, uh, but, you know, you, you drop, man, you cuss that much. I know I cuss, but you cuss that <laughs> much, man. Yeah, something, yeah you, you done lost it, man. <laughs> you know, you, yeah, I don't know. But um, I don't know, B. I mean, B. Uh, Kyle, how, how long before he gets fired do you think? I, you know what? I, I think they'll at least, and I don't know his contract situation, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. I know I've I've seen the Reds play a couple of times this year in spring training, um, but I don't know. Prior to this morning, I didn't know Brian Price for if he would have fell on me. Um, but that being said, I think he he put a lot of pressure on himself uh, to win, and it goes back to what Ken said, especially now. And it, the 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 basis of his tirade was he was upset the fact that some information leaked out about a player on their team. And he didn't get a chance to, you know, or the organization didn't get a chance to tell the player. Um, and it started with them questioning why a certain player, um, I can't remember the player's name, who was actually was out of the lineup um, for that particular day. And he was out for personal reasons. And it just kind of blew up from there. And, you know, in the day, and like Ken touched on, in the days of social media, that's where we are. You know, every team has a beat, and I don't care what sport you're in, every team has a couple of beat writers or whatever like that, but a lot of their information, a lot of sources and stuff, a lot of that stuff is shared on Twitter. I mean, and we all know there's always somebody there's always somebody trying to break the story. I mean, when the, when the whole Tebow thing happened the other day, there was somebody trying to break the story. There was somebody in, because keep in mind, we found out that Tebow was going to sign before he actually signed. Because, you know, the Adam Schefters and the Chris Mortensons of the world, they stay glued in and they, you know, they, 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 that's how media is. And, that, and I, I don't know, Brian Price may be from a different era where he's used to, um, you know, the media conducting themselves a certain way when it comes to the team and, their, and its players. Um, hey, but it's 2015, man. It's a different day and time. So you just got to be mindful of it. it, it it's unfortunate, but... And for those of you listening, if you have not had a chance to do so uh, after tonight's show, uh, you can check it out. Uh, <laughs> and like I said, he goes off. It's five minutes and like seven seconds. Seventy-seven. I mean, like Bernie Mac, God rest his soul, couldn't cuss this much <laughs> in five minutes. Samuel Jackson. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> he, he just Sam Jackson proud, man. Right, right. I mean, he he was on one. So, um, yeah, if you get a chance, check that out, man. Check it out. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six is the phone number to call. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um, let's see. I want to jump back to the NBA real quick. Um, there was this ESPN was talking, and and I caught a little bit of the conversation this morning on, on way into work about how they were ranking players um, that are currently in the playoffs. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm not sure how they came up with these rankings, but I'm going to read to you the top ten as how they came up with these. And it's basically their, their players' winning percentage, the multi-season RPMs, and their player rankings. Um, at number ten, they have John Wall. At number nine, DeAndre Jordan. Eight, Kevin Love. Seven, Tim Duncan. Six, Kawhi Leonard. Five, James Harden. Four, Anthony Davis. Two, Chris Paul. Excuse me, three, Chris Paul. Two, LeBron. And number one, Steph Curry. Now, so it got me to thinking about ranking the players by, and and we've done videos and things of that nature as far as like where we rank players. I heard a conversation this morning between Jay Williams and, and Mike Greenberg talking about they were ranking the remaining point guards um, from one to five, the top five point guards remaining in the playoffs. Um, so I'm going to throw it to you, Ken. If you had to rank the remaining point guards left in the playoffs from five to one or one to five, how would you rank them? Ooh, um uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. So obviously I'm gonna have Curry, Paul, Irving. Um, who else we got here? Uh, John Wall, and wow, man. Um, probably Lillard, man. Um, so so Rose might... doesn't make it top five. He, he he's he's gonna be hurt soon. Nah, Rose is not making my five. <laughs> Don't say <Nah>. that, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. He said his knee was hurting after the last regular season game. You know, um, yeah. I, I give me those five, man. At least they'll be on the court. Uh, so if I had to put them in order, uh, and I know I put you on the spot. I mean, no, no, it's, it's all good. Give me, get, uh, I'll take Curry. He shoots threes like their layup. Oh my god. Um, uh, you know, oh, I man, won't make I, you put him in order. That, that your your five is good. I just wanted to see what your five would be. Um, uh, let me throw it to the point guard of the crew, man. Um, uh, FIFO, man, if you had to rank. And, and if you want to put them in order, if, if you can't put them in order, you can. If you don't, don't worry about it. Uh, the the remaining five, top five point guards in the playoffs right now. Um, at number five, it's a toss up t- for me between um, Mike Connolly and Jeff Teague. But okay. uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Teague because I think that um, they need more from him for them to win. Um, then they need a Mike Connolly. Um, 
you know, I I just think that she needs to be. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it's tough. Five is tough. Five is tough. Because because it's like that's right where you get in. The top exactly. four, I got them. <laughs> the top four, I got them. So let me start at number one. Number one, Steph Curry. Number two, okay. Kyrie. Number three, CP. Number four, um, give me John Wall. Number five. Because it's really between Dame, Conley, and Teague. And it's really – so I took I took Dame out of there. And it's really between Teague and Conley. Why, why did you take Dame out? I took Dame out, man, because because I feel like he started to um, to fizzle just a little bit, and he's not impacting the other side of the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like like he needs to impact the other side of the ball a little bit more. Offensively, we know what he could do. We know what he could do. But these other two guys can do it too. But these other two guys, I think, impact the defensive side a little bit more for me than Dame does right now. So. Um, I, I, I'm gonna go with Teague because Connolly is not all the way 100% healthy. He's dealing with plantar fasciitis, so I'm gonna just knock him for that. I have to find a reason. You know what? Okay, I okay, okay. With, I wanted to go with Irvin second, but it, it, I struggle with that because because Chris Paul, man, it, it's like I still gotta respect the OG. <laughs> right, 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 right. He's been in the playoffs more times than Kyrie, and I know that's not entirely Kyrie's fault. And I know Kyrie has looked great all year and even in the playoffs. But I, I, Chris Paul looked good, man. So, and Kyrie had, you know, even though LeBron and Kyrie scored all 24 points tonight, you know, against, the, you know, to put away the Boston Celtics. But uh, he, he kind of struggled. With this. I don't know, man. I got to respect the OG. That, that's just me. I would will, I will want somebody to respect respect me too. <laughs> hey, look, man, he, he's still in the top five after all these years. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. look, look at his counterpart, oh, man. Look at Darren Williams. Where Darren Williams at? He's in oh, no top list said, I, outside man, of top man. getting paid. I was so, about to text, and I meant to text you guys the other day during the game, man. Has, has anybody fallen off Worse than Darren. Remember the a few years ago, Darren Williams was like people were talking about him for MVP. And and and, and I want to before when we finish the discussion, I want to I want to get into the what what Paul Pierce said about him. Um, but let me let me toss it over to B. B, give me give us your top five remaining point guards in the NBA, in the uh, playoffs right now. Um, uh, I have to rank them. I can just name five. Oh yeah, either way, either way. Uh, um, yeah, Curry, CP3, um, Kyrie Irving, um, who I'm forgetting, who I'm forgetting, um, John Wall, um, who else? Who I'm forgetting? I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, um, and Jeff T. Okay. Um, I got... At five, I got a tie. I got Lillard and Teague at five tied. You can't have a tie, um, Okay, well, if I got to pick one, I'm going I'm to be a homer. Let me pick T. <laughs> uh, and then four, I'm going to pick somebody nobody's name. And I, I, still, I still think he got it. And like Ken said, it's the OG. He's been there before. Tony Parker. I'm going to go with Parker, man. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going with Parker. Out of left field, man. I'm going with Parker. I'm going Parker at four, three, Kyrie Irving, two, uh, Chris Paul, and uh, number one, Steph Curry. Um, and, I mean, you can you, – I, I, I'm not going to put – Wall hasn't – I got to see – I need to see more from Wall. I, I, I need to see more from Wall, particularly as they – you know, as the series gets tough. I mean, obviously they're off to a great start thus far. But, um, but I think <laughs> people hit the nail on the head. Five is tough because that's where you really start to get in. So you kind of figure out where you're going to put a guy, you know, if he's going to make your make your 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 list or not. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's interesting, so, and, and it's we're nah, definitely going to um, go ahead. Real quick, your boy John Wall got his team with a two zero lead going back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won two games in convincing fashion. Yeah, twenty two and sixteen uh, tonight. Exactly, and, and and this is what I was talking about during the regular season that he needed to step up because because he could be a superstar and and being a superstar in the league doesn't just mean that you could score thirty with ease. You can impact the game in different ways, and that's what he's been able to do. Like 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 he is to me the new breed true point guard. Like like he's the epitome of of the hybrid new true point guard. He can score when need be, if need be, but he's fast. He's actually a pass first point guard. He could play deep. 17 assists, man. Come on. What you talking about? No, man. This, this guy right here, when he's on top of his game, man, this, this dude is an elite point guard, man. I I agree 100%. Personally, I just want to see him do it against when it, when, it, when the stakes are higher. And the stakes are going to – and if they if they continue to play this way and they advance, the stakes are going to be higher. But he's been going in the playoffs for two years. Yeah, I think he's only been in the playoffs two years. How many series? How many series has he won? Didn't he won a series last year? I thought they advanced. Yeah, they won a series last year. If I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. They won a series last year. I'll go back and look. I don't have it in front of me. I'll go back and look. I'm just not. I mean, and you know, again, no knock on John Wall. I just need to see more of it because he has he has stretches where he really plays out of his mind. He has other stretches where he just gets lost. Um. And another thing, before we jump back to the uh, phone lines, um, real quick, uh, Paul Pierce has some choice words to say about his former team, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. He uh, went on record as saying that um, that they needed the motivation from he and KG, and that Darren Williams in particular, he thought he was going, he wanted to be an MVP. He said Darren Williams is shied away from being an MVP candidate. He, he's he kind of basically said Darren Williams is melted under the spotlight of the bright lights in New York City, wherein he thrived in Utah because, you know, it wasn't as much scrutiny and publicity for him. Uh, he also said of Joe Johnson, he said he's quiet. He said he's a good guy. He said he's quiet. He doesn't want to be a leader. Um, Ken, what, what do you make of those comments by Paul Pierce, man? Man, look, Paul is, again, we're talking about an OG. Paul, Paul don't – he don't care anymore, man. Paul is that old guy now in the league that's just gonna say how he feel or whatever. You know, he ain't right. trying to. He ain't trying to make friends. He ain't, none of that. So you know, and, and I, I believe, man, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, look, not everybody's built like that. Not everybody's you know about that life. And Darren Williams wasn't. Now I do think of well, based on what Paul Pierce said, I don't know the guy, but um. But I do think that injuries did play a, a factor in in his decline. 
um, over the years, and and um, and I think that that kind of affected him. And I also think that playing under um, uh, Jerry Sloan, you know, Jerry Sloan is a hell of a coach, and he right. got the best out of Darren Williams. And you know, other coaches were not able to really get that out of him. So, um, and he kind of just kind of became this guy. I still think the talent is there. We've seen it in spurts, but it just hasn't been consistent. So I don't know if that's entirely his fault, but if he stepped up to be more of a leader, as, you know, Paul Pierce was alluding to, maybe he could have been that guy again. Um, I know, and as far as Joe Johnson, I think we've seen that here, when Joe Johnson Mm -hmm. was here. You know what I'm saying? At times when he's playing on the court, like when he's hot and he's got it going on, you know, he's going to do his thing. But outside of that, you know, he's going to be that quiet superstar, and that's why he kind of, you know, that's why we used to always argue with people about whether he was a superstar or not. And I think part of that had to do with his demeanor, the way he kind of carries himself on the court. So, look, man, I think Paul Pierce right now in, in his career at, at his age, he's he just calling he just calling him out and calling it how he sees it, man, because you got to understand that Paul Pierce, he felt like they could really beat the Heat last year. Right. And they didn't beat the Heat last year because they owned the Heat in the regular season. But when it came to the playoffs, they were they were not able to beat them, and I think he kind of maybe looked at those guys and said, "Hey, you know, we didn't band together, we didn't fight together like we needed to," and you know he's kind of taking the shots, man. But you know, but then he goes down with the Wizards, and we, you know, they, you know, they're doing great tonight, but we'll see how far they're going to go in the, you know, but he's in, in the Eastern Conference. But Paul, Paul Pierce is balling though. He's back in there. Yeah, up. he is balling. No, yeah, he's balling. Yeah, we man, Paul Pierce is OG man. We know. He's going to put up numbers. They didn't get him for the regular season. They got him for right now. And, you know, he sat down for the last two weeks, and now he's, he's ready to do his thing. So, um, look, man, he was in the locker room, and he just he's saying what's on his mind, and you know it is what it is. It's up to them to kind of either ignore it or go out and prove him otherwise. But not everybody is about the big city, man. We saw it happen with Dwight Howard. He got yeah. the hell up out of uh, L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, too. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> hey, let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 205. 205, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Uh-oh. 205. Okay, Sneak, I can barely hear you. Put your mic, put your Hello, phone. Hello, you can you hear me now? There you go. There you go. Now we got you. What's up, man? In the uh, bottom, the top of the tent. Uh, you guys are talking about Captain Sneak. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, I was. Uh... Captain Sneak was having one of those old burner burner cell phones. The Patriots. Hey, can y'all hear me now? Okay, we got you now, man. Okay. Did you get the burner from Marlon uh, or something, man? <laughs> That's great. No, I was going to chime in about the the ranch you guys were talking about. Okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I, I sent you a link, but there's this one that Bobby Knight had from, like, I don't know, I think it was either 90 or 91, and he's talking about how they're supposed to cover this guy from Purdue or something, and he just – gives this excellent tide rate to them in the locker room and it's just tremendous it's i would advise all the uh 
listeners to go out and listen to that. Uh, yeah, we just really had it on uh, Dead End Sports. Yeah, and I really just wanted to get your thoughts about the Dallas-Houston series thus far, or what you expect kind of like from from now uh, on, I guess. Oh, you, want to, you want to start off on that? Dallas-Houston, man, what, what do you expect in that series? Um, I think Houston will take it. But I think for uh, Dallas, I think their X factor person to get them up, get them over in that series. I think Rondo has to play good. Um, I think if Rondo plays, you know, like the Rondo of old, you know, been Boston Rondo, I think Dallas got a shot at actually taking that series. But I still have, I got Houston taking it. I can see it going, you know, six games, maybe seven. But I, I mean, I think in the end, I think Rockets gonna take it. I think they, I think Harden gonna get his first series victory, you know, as the main, as that guy to lead his team to to win a series. So, I, I think, I got Rockets. I got Rockets taking I, I Same here. I, I think the Rockets win in six. I think, uh, I think they'll, they just, I think they have enough to, to get them through. I, I Dallas is, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, I really can't, as much as I've seen Dallas, and I've seen Dallas a lot this year, I really can't put my finger on as to why they've been so up and down. Um, maybe it's chemistry. Maybe it's uh, you know just kind of learning to play together. I don't know what it is, but um, man, and they look really, really good when Rondo came over, and then subsequently after that, they you know kind of fell off a little bit. I think I don't know if they necessarily match up well, um, but uh, anytime you got Dirk out there, you got a shot. So I like Houston to win this series in set in six, just on the strength of uh, beard, uh, the beard uh, Harden. What about you, Ken? Um, it's, it's a, you know what? It looked like Houston were, were, were they were just going to be the, the the better team. You know, the first game tonight there is it, more competitive. And and what I learned in that first game is that you know Dallas can play with these guys, and they they managed to come back in that game once you know Houston's opening you know salvo went away. You know, they came out, they were on fire, they were pumped. And then it turned into a game, you know, and, and that's what these guys, I mean, you know, Dirk and Rondo, and, and they've been playing in, in you know, in, in finals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they, they're more than experienced. Um, I think if they win tonight, I think they're in a good position to win this series. Because I do think they do have some some advantages themselves, uh, uh, you know, against Houston. And Houston's kind of banged up. So, you know, it's, it's, it's Harden or, or, or bust really for that team. Um, so, you know, I think Dirk is going to have to be Dirk. Rondo's going to have to, you know, uh, run the offense. And, and, you know, Ellis is going to have to hit his shot. But back to the chemistry thing that you were talking about earlier, Kyle, you know, I've read reports that Monte Ellis, you know, he's kind of not happy right now, you know, with things in Dallas. And that kind of explains why they kind of struggled or haven't looked as potent down the stretch. But, Do you think um, he has a problem him. playing with Rondo? I don't see. I think so, but I don't see why he would because Rondo Rondo is a pass first point guard. So right, all he right, can do is come right. down the court and give it to give it to Monte Ellis any damn way. <laughs> so so you know, but um, but you know, I mean, Rondo man, he can he can get under people's skin. He's done it before. You know, he ran Ray Allen out of, out of Boston. You know what I'm saying? So um. <laughs> You know, I, it, it's just he, he has that, that, that demeanor, but I think they have enough. I think their personnel is a little odd to me, and I don't know how well they mesh, you 
know, but I, I think they can. I think they can take it. I think they can take the series. I, I wouldn't put it past them. Okay. okay. I what about you, FIFO? How are you calling that one? What was that question? Uh, how, how are you calling that series, uh, Dallas and, and the Rockets? Dallas, man. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think Dallas can really. Um, I think it's. I think their run is over in the first round. Um, I think Houston's going to prove to be a little bit too much. Um, you know, the Beard is having an MVP season, and, and he's continuously doing that. In, 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 in this series right here, we've always said, uh, you know, Harden is kind of shies away in the playoffs, but um, you know, so far one game in, he hasn't, and he's looking good tonight. So, you know. I, I I think they'll make short work of, of the Mavericks and um you know, I just I don't think that the way that that team is constructed that they could have made it work on the fly. Um I, I think Rick Carlisle definitely definitely needs an off season uh with Rondo um and, and, and the whole cast to really figure it out. Um and, and, and really make his system fit everybody. Um but, you know, that's not this year, so short work, five games, six games, man. <laughs> Dang. Hey, yeah. you got anything else for us tonight, Sneak? I uh, just wanted to give a shout-out that the uh, Patriots, the reigning and defending Super Bowl champions, will open the season on Thursday night against the Steelers. It's, on, it's, the, it's the way it should be. <laughs> Hey man, uh, hey, defending the title is hard, Captain Sneak. Uh, it's hard. It's very hard. Very hard. It'll it'll be a tall uphill climb, and I've looked at the schedule. They're playing at Indy, at Dallas, at Denver. It's going to be a, a tall task. But uh, thank you guys for taking my call. Oh man, anytime. As always, appreciate you for calling in, man. No doubt. Have a good one, guys. All right. Peace. Phone number, Captain Sneak, call 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Hey, Kyle. Go ahead, go ahead, B. Speaking of the uh, NFL schedule, I will be taking my ass home September 27th. We have our home opener Sunday night. No, I'm sorry, Monday night. Home opener is a Monday night against the Broncos. I'm going oh, home. September twenty seventh, Monday nighter. We play. Uh, we play against the Broncos. Um, Detroit Lions against Peyton Manning. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Is that Thursday night? My bad. I think I'm looking at. I'm thinking. What's September twenty seventh? Anyway, our home opener is a is a prime time. <laughs> you going to the we game? Actually, we actually have. We actually have. Uh, one two. Three, four. We got four primetime games this year, man. Crazy. We got two Monday Night Football games. One against Seattle at Seattle, October 5th. And then we have another one against the Saints, December 21st. And then we got a Thursday night game against the Packers. Um, which that'll be cool. Um, what's that? December 3rd. And then we have another. That's, that's it. And then the Broncos is the primetime. So yeah, four primetime. We got a pretty tough schedule. I mean, we got Seahawks. We got Cardinals. We got to play against. Um, you know, Packers are gonna always be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't the Saints might be done. We play. We play Kansas City in London. Uh, that's gonna be. That's our London game against yeah, that's Kansas City. Tough. Those London games are tough. Yeah, 
we started the season off with two road games though against the Chargers and against the Vikings. So I can I got I'm confident that we can start off two and zero in them first two games. But then the next test is going to be Brock. We got Broncos at home, Seattle at Seattle, and then Cardinals at home. That's going to be mm-hmm. a touch, that's gonna be, yeah that's going to be a tough three stretch yeah, game right, stretch there, right there. So. I, yeah, I think that's one of the great things about when the schedule comes out, man, because every fan looks at it and then they start counting, like, okay, well, we, we probably can get this game, and you know, yeah. and we, we can we, we could we could probably get nine wins this year, like that type of thing. Yeah, but I'm definitely I'm definitely going home for that our, our home opener uh, against the Broncos. That's gonna be oh man, I I, I haven't tailgated with my homies yet, so I, I'm definitely going. I'm definitely going home to tailgate with them this year, and we got we got a lot of prime time games. So that's gonna be a prime time game. Oh yeah, I'm going home for that. One. No doubt, no doubt. Matter of fact, everybody listening, make sure that you sign up when we when we tweet it out. Make sure that you sign up for the Dead End Sports Football Fantasy Football League. I mean, we we may have two leagues this year. I'm not even sure, but I know it, the demand was really really high this past season. Yeah, um, it was. Unfortunately, you know, somebody won, and so. You know, we had to, you know, give him a shirt. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> just get ready for next season. Get ready for next. I'm surprised he, he didn't even catch that. Um, look, I think we got time for one more call. Let's go to Eric Code 516. 516, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's up, fellas? This is Randy. Randy, what's hey, going, what's on, going man? on, Randy? Not much, guys. Chilling. What you got for us tonight? Uh, man, I've just been watching, watching the playoffs, and I've been seeing, like, with the with the, the Spurs. I'm like, what's going on with the Spurs? Is like, they look like they have been trying hard in defense on the for game one, and now they seem like poor, like, 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 like the poor Spurs that can't even defend, like, defend um Blake Griffin with all the three dunks going on. All those dunks were nasty. Yeah, it was yeah, nasty. It that was like. What is going on? It's, I'm like thinking, like, damn, they really missed Thiago Splitter on on defense. But you know, it, it, it's one game. It's one game. So I, I think I think you, and and that's the thing I think that sometimes people lose sight of is that mm-hmm. that's where coaching really comes in when when teams in between games. You know, when you have mm-hmm. to make the adjustments, and the teams that can make the adjustments usually are the ones. You know, being pushed by some you know good to great coaches, right? But I, I think I think that 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 Popovich, I think he's going to try to figure he's going to figure it out. But what I can see, they'll like they could be in real danger if they could if somehow if the Clippers would just went if they go two and zero, I feel like they could be in real danger if they don't they could possibly not make it to the to the finals because I'm really hoping it's going to be Golden State and. And the Spurs be going that that Western Conference Final. I think that's what everybody's at least coming in. That's what a lot of the uh, the, the so called experts were saying. So uh, who, who knows, man? Hope we we we'll, we'll soon find out because uh, the Spurs definitely don't want to go home down two zero or zero two, I should say. Nah, because I because I see that like 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 Tony Parker, he doesn't look. That much like the like the same. He like he likes he he fall he's falling off a little bit. Well, you know yeah you know how it is man. Hey, OGs man they they pick and choose yeah. their spot. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's sometimes the OGs be falling be like be falling off. 
Like the field goal, their field goal percentage he was, is like was not what was not that it was not that great for <laughs> some reason. Well, Chris Paul gonna give him that work. You better get it together. <laughs> and now just one question: Do you guys hear what, about what Floyd? What Floyd said while he was talking to Stephen A. Smith, saying that he's better than Muhammad Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I don't know what he's smoking. That's like, so disrespectful, man. So it was so disrespect. Like the level of disrespect he said Muhammad Ali say he like I, I don't know if he said he said he experienced the same race racism that as Muhammad Ali did. Yeah, he said it. That's, he. But this no. is why I'm like this is why he he should get punched. He he should get one good knockout from from Pacquiao. Yeah, I, I think he was, he was, you know what, I, I don't know, you know, you know, I get it as a boxer, you always mm-hmm. feel like you're the best, and I heard his logic for explaining why he felt that way, but I think Skip Bayless was, kind of nailed it, he never faced the type of fighters that Muhammad Ali faced, you know, because boxing is kind of down, so, right. you know, um, right. so I don't, I, I think he's, I think he's out of his mind. I don't, you know, I don't think, and I don't, there's no way he, Floyd could have beat, you know, some of those guys that that uh, Ali, Ali fought. But to be fair, it's just a different weight class too. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, heavyweight, whatever. So, hey, let, hey, 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 let me ask you this: Do you think him saying what he said about Ali got anything to do with Ali thinking that Pacquiao gonna beat him? Because remember, Ali picked, Ali thinks, Ali picked Pacquiao to win and picked Mayweather to lose like a couple of months ago. Well, I mean, not when the I fight was announced. It's possible. Yeah. It's yeah, possible. You think, yeah, you think you think that could be like some like shade towards Ali for not picking Mike Mayweather? Because I, I thought about that. Yeah, I, I think knowing Floyd and, and and but Floyd also is is somebody who he understands the game and he understands you know much like Ali, showman, you know, understanding what it takes to, to drive up the price and drive drive up tickets and drive interest toward them. I mean. It, he doesn't. He doesn't need to promote this fight anymore. Everybody's gonna be locked in come May second. Um, I, I agree. I think it was totally disrespectful. And, and to say that he's better than Ali and Sugar Ray, of course, different weight class, different eras too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and, and you can only. You know, and we made the even as we were arguing a little earlier about Jordan and his era. You can only play who's in your era. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I think it's it's a knock on Floyd that he has not faced some of the caliber of opponents that Sugar Ray Robinson and Muhammad Ali faced during their hate. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but that's what it is. And I, I it shouldn't be a knock, but to me, it is to some degree. I don't necessarily I mean, but I, but I can't hold that against Floyd in the same breath. And I think you know, it, in him saying that, like he referenced the fact that Ali got knocked out or got beat by Michael Spinks in his seventh fight. Ali was on his—he was on the downside of his career by the time he, he got his first loss. And then if you look at what Ali did in the totality of his career, the social change that he evoked—I mean, Ali's always going to be held as the greatest. I mean, he just—he just is. Um, and, and, and a lot of people hate Floyd, and I—I don't—I I don't think I'm going far by using that word. A lot of there will be. A lot of people tuning into this fight, hoping to see Mayweather get knocked out, just because they don't like him. So, 
Who knows? Hey, but, man, we're up against the break, man. We got about 60 seconds left. Hey, man, thanks for calling in. We definitely appreciate it, brother. No problem, guys. All right. Peace. Peace. As always, man, got to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you missed any parts of tonight's show, check us out. We're all over the place. You can check us out on SoundCloud. You can check us out on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com backslash deadendsports. You can check us out right here, blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. You can check us out on our website, deadendsports.com. We're everywhere. Hit us up on all social media outlets. Follow us on Twitter at deadendsports. Follow us individually as well. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. Make sure that you, if you're a hip-hop fan, check out my show tomorrow night. Six-Man Q is going to be co-hosting. We're talking some hip-hop. So for B, for Ken, for FIFO, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. That's it for this week. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. 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 Peace.